Blog Talk Radio. to Dr. Cirillo. I saw her there a minute ago. Well, hopefully she'll call back in. But we're here to answer all your questions on love, life, career, and whatever is on your mind. And I do see Dr. Jean back on the line. Dr. Jean. Hi. What happened? You I don't me. know. Uh, nobody wanted to applaud and they uh, cut me off the line. I saw that. I have no idea what happened. I'm, I'm saying and... And then I look, and you're no longer on the switchboard. But let's do that again. This is Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo. Okay, I've got my applause for the week. So you back to normal. Okay, so that's your fix for the week. So now you're going to have a spectacular week. And incidentally... That is my prediction for you for this week. I expect are is something like heating up with your book right now because it was on my mind a lot today. Yes, so my. So what's going on? Okay, I'm I'm working with a writer who's really an editor, but it's somebody that they're outsourcing the editing to because publishing is uh really short staffed now and I I the chapters seem to be flowing along easier. She's uh, doing the editing. We're going back and forth. It, it seems like things are moving along. Good, good. I had a real positive feeling about things today. Funny, I was also thinking about, I remember you had mentioned on the show a while ago that somebody was editing or working with you as an editor, and I was feeling just things um, like, are you? Do you have a deadline coming up, or does the book need to be completed or finished or something? Because yeah. it feels like it's heating up to some grand climax here. <laughs> well, you know what happened. This is the first edit I've had. I mean, I handed in my original stuff more than a month ago, yeah. and they were short staffed, so I didn't hear from any editor, and I was kind of hanging. And I don't like being in limbo. And it seemed like last, uh, the end of last week, the editor finally contacted me. She said they gave her the green light to go ahead. And we're going to be, she, she already worked on one chapter. We're going to be working together because a lot of what I write is like stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. I dictate it and somebody types it. So it is moving along. Um and at least that aspect's been settled. Our deadline for the final version is supposed to be February 15th. It was moved up from February 1st. But I was really concerned because I hadn't had gotten any editorial feedback at all on, on my first half of the book, and it's hard to proceed without some of that. 
So you're back on track now, right? Because I honestly, for whatever reason, it was on my mind today. Well, thank you. Yeah, just just within like the last day or so, I started to feel more comfortable about mm-hmm. being on track. So maybe somehow you were picking up on my feelings. And again, yes, the editor did appear, and uh, with, she is working with me, and I and I it is helping me to have my mind settled so that I can move along on the remaining chapters. So. Somehow the work will appear, but there's always the confusion and the postponements and waiting and hurry up and wait. And I, I don't like that that much, but the older I've gotten, the more I've learned that that's part of life. Older, 23? I mean, you know, Dr. G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're speechless. Uh, yeah, I'm very speechless. But I don't know. Maybe I'm 23 in the ultimate universe. I might be. That's true. That's very, very tr- true. So, Julie, you're, you are you on the line? I am. I wasn't sure if I was muted or not. Nope, you're not muted, and you're live on the air with Hi, everyone. Lady Fontaine <laughs> and Dr. Jean Cirillo. If I had access well, to the switchboard, I would go, yay! Yay! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Enough applause. Come on. So, so Julie, you don't have a computer yet? I am I'm setting it up right this second actually. If you guys don't mind me multitasking, maybe I'll be able to be on by the end of the show. Woo! I'm <laughs> a truly 23, a very much better than I am at Multitasking. Well, I'll I will um I'll do it on the breaks. Like when you are uh, answering people's questions with your psycho- psychological expertise, and Lady Fontaine is answering with her with her uh, psychic abilities. I think that I can keep setting this up. <laughs> okay. I mean, did, were you able to print out the um, the scripts? Like, do you have the mail there question? Um, I might be able to access it from my iPhone. See, I'm very, okay. very tech. <laughs> uh, well, so I'll give you that information in a few minutes. Okay. All right. But in any event, um, uh, uh, is everybody, like, waiting for this so, uh, snowstorm? This snowstorm, they say we're going to get worse probably than you guys are going to get in New York. But well, um, I'm feeling that it's not be. really going to be so big here. I know, because this one is yeah. not going to be an I-95 storm. It's going to be more, I think, more inland, because here they're not even to- truly giving a, an amount. Um, like a, about a half an hour or so south of here, they are saying it's going to turn to rain during the day tomorrow, but <clears throat> here they're not saying that. And right now they're saying 10 or more inches. But so far we have not gotten more than five inches from any of the snowstorms that we've had. Right. Yeah, and there's no snow for people to ski in the Poconos. I mean, they don't come to New York City to ski. They come to the Poconos by right. you. So, so no, they're making the all the snow, snow here. They're making it all. It I mean, we've had, we've had some snow, but like I say, the most we have at any, any one of these snowstorms is like, you know, five inches, maybe six inches or something like that. And, you know, that's it. I mean, it's been so bitter cold, too, that nothing's melted. I mean, the parking lots and everything around here... I, I, I mean, by you, uh, well, I, I, where do, where are they putting all the snow in New York? Like, you know, where is it all? <laughs> in the city, it's it's gone. Oh, it's it is all even, gone in the city yeah. already. Mm-hmm. 
Because in, here it's not. I mean, we're still piled, like in parking lots, and we didn't have all that much snow. I mean, it's piled, you know, 40 feet high. It's amazing. Right. Well, in Central Park, I'm I'm sure it's like that, but, with the you know, on the streets and the sidewalks, it's completely gone. Wow. It's amazing. But, you know, yep. tall buildings and a lot of traffic and a lot of people heat up that city. <laughs> yeah, well, cars <laughs> what's, what's on your mind, Dr. They had cars that were like ice cubes. What? They had cars that were like ice cubes frozen in six feet of snow. What are the brakes saw, and everything? I saw an article. I didn't have a chance to read it today, but it said something about somebody had to, like, get a blowtorch or something to get all the ice off of their car. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know where it was. I don't know if it was in New York or what. But, I mean, did you have, like, zero? Our, our you know, temperature here at nighttime was about zero or below zero or four degrees for several nights. Was it we that cold in New York? Five or ten. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and today it was like 37 here, so it was probably like 45 by you, right? Yes, finally. Well, well, now that we've had a full weather report here, we're <laughs> <laughs> all channel. sitting around here in the Poconos waiting for this big snowstorm, so I'll have to let everybody know if we finally get one good snowstorm. But um, so far we haven't had a lot of luck with that. I actually hope in the mor- it starts later in the morning than what they're saying, because I have to take Destiny to the chiropractor. So I'm hoping that we can get out in the morning, but we'll see. But in any event, um, we are very happy that that you are tuned in tonight to our show, and we're going to be doing more than just talking about weather, that we promise. Um, And we have a great show lined up for you tonight, and our number again is 646-381-4141. And we will be taking your calls shortly, so give us a call and get in queue to speak to Dr. Jean and me. All right. Um, ha- did anybody hear about the first crop circle of 2011? Yes. In Indonesia? Yes. First one of this year, 90 feet in diameter. And, um, you know, like they say with all the crop circles, that obviously it can't be man-made or anything like that. But I had lunch with some people the other day. And they're very into crop circles and stuff. And they actually told me that there's an organization that <clears throat> goes out there and makes crop circles. I mean, it's a it's a it's a, a a big organization that is trying to sort of prove that um, these things can be man made, and they do it overnight, and they do very elaborate crop circles, and there is no residue, there's no nothing, and they're not saying which ones that they have done um, because. I don't know why, truly, why they're not saying which ones they've done, but they've done a tremendous number, like 50 or something like that. I know I have no idea if they did this one in Indonesia, but apparently they're they're in some way trying to bring attention to crop circles and stuff like that. But they are firm believers that the crop circles are made by somebody or something other than humans, even though they're out there making, you know, hundreds of crop circles. So why are they doing it? Why are they doing it? Just to draw attention to it? Yes, that's that's pretty much what they had said to me. To draw attention, they are an organization about crop circles, and they research it, and it's a very legitimate organization. And they do believe that crop circles are, you know, possibly made by either an extraterrestrial or some other power, other than human means. But they they apparently they attempted 
um, you know, to to orchestrate this to see if it could be done. And and they do something um, like I, I don't know. They I don't I don't know what they do. They somehow use these this equipment or something, and they leave no residue, no signs of anything. And they're very elaborate. They do it overnight with night vision cameras. And um, I don't know. <laughs> very interesting that their point is to prove that, or not prove, but to draw attention to it and say humans have not done this yet. They're showing that humans can do this. Can do it. <laughs> right. I it's know. really interesting. I know, and I was amazed. I, I had no idea that anybody has even attempted to make a crop circle overnight. And and apparently, you know, the technology of how to do it is out there. So, I mean, who knows who is making these crop circles? But it has this one in Indonesia has created quite a stir. So, I mean, that was kind of interesting. And did anybody see this mysterious grand piano that washed up. I don't know if it washed up, but they found it on a sandbar in Biscayne, Florida. No, it's like a big 150-pound really grand piano, and they show it just sitting upright, um, you know, um, right on the edge of the water. I mean, probably, you know, maybe within five feet or, or ten feet of the water. And then they did, um, you know, a, a, an aerial view of it, and you see that there's water all around, and there's this little sandbar, you know, that's probably 20 or 30 feet wide and maybe 100 feet long or something like that, and they're at the very, very edge of the sandbar in the middle of the water, you know, the ocean, is a grand piano sitting on the sand. Oh, in my God. Position. <laughs> So what are the different theories about this concert on the sand? Well, I don't know. I saw it on CNN, believe it or not. And they're not saying a lot. There was just a video about it. There was no editorial. There was nothing. So I think they don't have a clue. Because if it washed up or something somehow, you know, if it was in the ocean and somehow washed ashore, I doubt it would end up upright. Right. You know, know, and that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, wonder I, if it's like good. a marketing marketing thing for you know we're eventually going to find out for Maybe. something. You know, if this was just on the coastline, I would find it a little bit more plausible that some that it could be something like that. But if you would see and go on CNN and look for it, the video when you're first looking at it just shows this this grand piano sitting there at the edge of the water, and then they show you the aerial view and you realize that it's like this tiny little little stretch of sand in the middle One of the of ocean. Keys. The Florida yeah, keys. something like that. Yeah. But it's the a little narrow keys in the Florida Keys. Right. And it's just like this little narrow patch of of sand that's not, you know, underwater. And um and there's the grand piano. I mean it's very, very bizarre. Yeah, I need to look that up. That's something that would yeah. intrigue me. Yeah, and like I said, they when I saw it earlier today, there was no explanation on anything. So I don't know if they've, you know, come up with anything or or not. But I did find that pretty interesting. And then the last thing I want to talk about today, before we we see how um, how you guys are doing individually, um, is did anybody see this thing on um, um, medicinal marijuana um, is now being made into edible and drink drinkable products and they showed one that's being marketed and it's going to start being marketed in um Arizona and it's in like this can it's a drinkable marijuana and it's it looks like a sports drink 
you know, with with all this fancy advertising on it and everything like this, I thought to myself, how can this be legal? Because at the beginning they didn't say it was medicinal. They just said drinkable marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the liquor, the alcohol department has always fought to keep marijuana illegal because they want people to drink. And the cigarette company has always made brands like Acapulco Gold and everything. So now I guess uh, that it's legal medicinally. The uh, drink companies want to make want to make it in drinkable rather than smokable form. That's what I would think anyway. Right. Well, they say because it's medicinal, they can't make a profit on it. So the fancy containers and everything, I don't fully get. You know, it doesn't look like a medicinal product. I mean, let's face it. If you go to your local drugstore and you pick up. Um, you know, um, a prescription. They don't have it in this fancy, you know, bottle that looks like, you know, a Coca-Cola can or something like that. Um, But that's, in essence, what this looks like. It was was quite interesting. Like I said, I thought to myself, wow, I must have missed the story that they made marijuana legal, that somehow you're able to eat and drink marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to hide it in the brownies? Yeah, well, they were talking about that, too, and they were talking about how much is in the the brownies and the cookies and the the drinks yeah. and all, and it's a very substantial amount. And then they were saying, well, and it's up to the parents, even though these fancy enticing cans, um, you know, have the the marijuana in it. So, but they said, so it's going to be up to the parents to make sure that their kids don't get into it. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. So I thought that was quite an interesting story. But um, that that those are the only things. I mean, there was no like you know um, you know interesting things like not that it's so interesting, but you know lately there's been so many um, signs <laughs> of the 2012 prophecy that were that are popping around you know in in the news and the press. So there was nothing for me to dig up today. So so instead of talking about the gloomy 2012 Mayan prophecy. Um, what what have you guys been up to, Julie? What have you been up to since you got back from your trip? Um, I've been playing a lot of poker. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I know. You, you guys been... know I'm a poker player. So Yes. Have you been winning? Really good. You make I, it up been... to the high box, right? I, I'm probably even right now. I, I've been winning. I've been losing. I've been winning. I've been losing. So I'm, I'm perfectly okay with my stats right now. So um, where are you playing? Are you in a tournament somewhere, or are you just you know? Yeah, I have a regular a game in the city. I have a regular game in the city once a month, and then this weekend I went to Atlantic City. Wow! And, I know. And then tonight, I think I told you that I had a real estate networking event, and mm-hmm. that was actually a poker event as well. Wow! So <laughs> monopoly. I wouldn't be on the phone with you guys right now had I done well. <laughs> oh, so it kind of played to our advantage in a way that exactly. you did. Exactly. <laughs> I did okay, but the but the winner winners are going to be there pretty late. Wow. So, um how many people are in these tournaments? Well, the the one tonight was 45, the one in Atlantic City, you know, I played in different ones all, you know, hundreds were in that one. Wow. So like do you take a lot a lot of money? I mean, like do, I'm sure they they you know, you can't like that fifty cents or something. You know? Oh yeah, I think, just like I think everything's like, relative. Um, some people would think it's a lot of money, and most people would, you know, most poker players would say that I'm very, very conservative and don't bring a lot of money. 
um, I mean, I win enough that I'm usually putting it back in the money that I win. I would I would mm-hmm. say that I'm pretty much even right now. I'm not one of those poker players that can claim that I've won thousands or millions. But I also no, but you get entertainment. Something I'm you entertained and I'm not in the hole. Eat. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Which is great. Because so again, we've talked a- about this before. For me, this is entertainment. This is not my life. This is not a profession. So exactly, it's great. If I if I can make money, fantastic. As long as I don't lose too much, it's fine because it's entertainment for me. Right. And do you like have a strategy, or you just you know that's what I love player. about poker so much is that every time you play, you learn, and it's a new strategy. Mm. So I'm just constantly learning and analyzing and trying to be strategic and learning players, and it's great. It's like chess. It's not it's skill more than just pure luck, which gambling usually is. Right. I mean, there's definitely luck involved, and any poker player who tells you differently is, is just in denial but <laughs> or wants to believe that they're just so fantastically skilled that, you know, the luck doesn't doesn't affect them. But, of course, well, there's a luck luck, to hold that, You'd have to have a lot of skill, wouldn't you, to be a consistent winner in a tournament? Definitely. There's a definite level of skill, I would, you know, but there but there's luck involved as well. There just there has to be. As you said, it's gambling no matter what. But what is luck? Good question. Getting Ooh. a good hand. I, well, I yeah, we're talking poker, but in general, what is luck? Cuz people could dispute that that luck is involved. There's many people that say you make your own luck. I used Based to say on that luck. a lot, and I still sort of believe it. If especially if it's what you were born with, that might be luck or random. But other than that, you certainly have a lot of input. The people who believe in luck often don't do well, and the people who believe they make their own luck do well. I don't know well, what I mean, what. If you're sitting at a slot machine and you hit the jackpot, was that luck? That's luck. That's luck. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, see, that's what uh, uh, that's what Lady Fontaine is is saying. Yeah, right now, that see, maybe I'm not, it's not because because right because I'm a firm believer that your outer world is a reflection of what's going on inside of you. So if you're not t- thinking and feeling prosperous thoughts, and you really don't believe that you're you could win, I feel you won't. But if you do believe in miracles and you do believe that the potential is out there for you to win big and you are projecting that more positive energy, not like, oh, me, I'll never win, you know, but if you're if you're holding on to the hope and the anticipation of winning, then I feel you have a greater chance to win. I, I, don't, I don't know that I believe in luck. I don't really know that I do. I believe that. Well, if you're always sitting at the slot machine, I would think you're a person that doesn't have a lot of skill or interest because then at least you would be sitting at the poker or the blackjack table. Trying hey, to hey, when I go skill. to a casino, I'm in front of a slot machine <laughs> <laughs> all the time. That's the only thing I play. And because I don't like, like I don't anything that reeks of gambling because I never wanted the church bazaar. Everybody used to come on the school bus and say, hey, Cirillo, what'd you win? They all had these big toys, and I'd always have to say nothing. Aww. Except when I came <laughs> with my father, I helped him with guessing numbers for gambling. We weren't allowed to gamble, but the adults could. 
but I could never uh, help myself, and that's supposed to be some true psychic ability that you can't use it uh, for yourself, but you can pick mm-hmm. the numbers and everything for everybody else, right? Well, I'm not the greatest at picking numbers for anybody else either, but it's hard for any psychic to be psychic for themselves. It just is, because that's when the personal feelings and emotions come in, and it's harder. I know as a human being, I get, um, you know, intuitive feelings on things, and in the long run, when I don't follow my own gut, it usually comes back to haunt me. Um, but you, it's not a conscious thing. Like if I'm doing a reading for somebody, um, uh, it's a conscious thing that I'm making a prediction or I'm feeling something very particular. And, you know, this is really interesting. This is a perfect segue into something that um, <clears throat> I'm going through in my personal life, and that's I, I've been going for this um, uh, sacral cranial or cranial sacral, you know, procedures, therapy, whatever it is, um, and it's a very, very light manipulation um, of your of certain areas of your body, and they work with the energy. And it was very interesting because she said that there, I was not fully integrated when I went in. You know, my various um, energy centers and chakras and stuff, they were not all talking to each other. So today I had a, a treatment, and um, she said that the 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 sacral wasn't communicating with the um, cranial area, and she said, "I find that so interesting in your work that you're able to be a psychic with it not communicating." And I said to her, "Well, I feel when I'm doing readings, it, it is all connected, um, and I just feel when it's myself, when I'm dealing with my own me." Um, I must disconnect for some reason. So she started to talk to me about something, and it reminded me a lot of one of my clients that is going through something very similar. And I started, I actually saw his face, and I started to think about some of the things that I'm working with him on. And suddenly she said, oh, my God, you shifted. And she says, suddenly you're connected. What are you doing? And I said, I'm acting as if I'm doing a reading. And I, and it was amazing. And then she said, well, hold that. Because now she says, now that you're connected, all of you is connected, um, she could work with the energy to make it do whatever it was supposed to do. But, Whoa. you know, it, it's amazing. So when I, I guess when I'm open and I'm sitting here picking up your energy and feeling things, I'm I'm flowing better than when I'm just within my my own little world here. Um, I guess parts of me must shut down, so I'm working on on reopening them. But it was interesting because when she was saying it, I was thinking to myself, there's no way that I can be an effective reader without being connected. And I know when I feel it, I feel it from deep within me. That's how, like, sometimes they'll say, I know without a doubt that this is going to unfold for you because I feel it. I can feel the energy. I know it, and I understand it. And there's no way that if I wasn't fully communicating with all, you know, the energy centers in my body, would I be able to do that? So it was it was interesting because she had never experienced it where one minute I'm like, you know, a zero, and the next minute I'm like a ten. <laughs> That's so, really cool. Uh, it is. It really, really yeah. is. And she, and she knows I'm a psychic, obviously, because even she had said that um, they were looking at some um, some things that they were going to, uh, she and her partner 
were um, were were going to talk to me about. You know, they wanted to come to get a reading from me, so I would be able to tell them, you know, what I felt would be good or bad or whatever, in in something that that's that they're sort of pondering, and that's going on in their lives. But um, you know, it it is interesting how or I don't remember how I got in onto this, but it ha- uh we were talking about luck. So what does this have to do with luck? I guess this has to do with um, being connected to your own essence and understanding who who and what you truly are. But I don't remember why I brought it up. Do you remember what we were talking about right before I I I, I started talking about this? And gambling, poker, cards. <sighs> no, I don't remember the exact segue. I know you said it was interesting, and it had. Some, I don't remember now. I know it was something to do with luck, and it must be just what you truly believe and 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 how it all processes. But in any event, I I kind of don't believe in luck per se. Um, I really really don't. I, I I feel it's all within your within yourself, and we have the power to have a lucky day every day of the week. I think that there could be we could have an entire show on whether there's luck or not. <laughs> and, I know there's a lot of topics that I would love to do that that's one of them also karma I mean we talk about karma a lot that's another one that I really would like to delve into and there's no real I mean how do we know what the answer is how many of us can remember um being on the other side or you know living um you I know but (laughs) I love your (laughs) story yeah but can't there can be karma within this life as well right Oh sure, karma is created in this life, but I mean, you know how there's so many different opinions about karma, and one of them is, you know, you will continue to build up karma, be it you know positive things or negative, until you stop believing that karma exists. And right. as long as you believe in it, it's going to continue to perpetuate in your life. So there's that one, you know, thought that one way of thinking, and then there's many other versions of it. I had one client that had studied Kabbalah, and I was amazed to to learn how many levels and dimensions in in Kabbalah there are on karma. You know, mm-hmm. so there's so many different schools of thought as far as how we really do create a karmic debt in 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 our lifetimes. I mean. Is it just as simple as every action that we do creates some sort of rippling effect in our lives and will come back in some way, shape, or form in a positive or negative way to to um, reverberate in our energy? I mean, is it is it just a cause and effect thing, or is it more? I don't know that we know that for sure. And if another person forgives us, do we still get the karmic debt? Hmm. And that's where I feel we do until we forgive ourselves. Right. So, But that's another topic that I would love to talk about sometime. And I would really kind of like us to get back into that concept where we have a topic for an evening and sort of roll with it. So what do you guys think about that? I think that's a great idea. All right. So I you like it. Like we did well when we talked about relationships and getting out of relationships when we had uh, guests. I know. Well, then we stopped doing guests because we never had time to take calls. And now we're talking so much that we might not. So maybe we should, uh, how's the switchboard <laughs> doing? I don't have access um, to it tonight. Only a few, only a few callers, but um, I don't know if we're having switchboard issues or not because Dr. Jean already got bummed. Right. And a lot of times people end up calling later anyway. So Right, but when we start. 
Let's yes, remind everyone always. that phone phone lines are open. Please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean. They're here to answer all your questions. Call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. That equates to getting a free reading, so don't miss that incredible opportunity. Send us your questions now. Tonight, Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean will begin taking calls right after the mailbag question, so give us a call at 646-381-4141. And Lady Fontaine, will you be able to play Sky McKenna's report? Yes, I will. Okay, so now it's time for our Sky McKenna Skywatch report. Remember to visit Sky at her website at skymckenna.com. Hello, everybody. This is Sky McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week. And if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives, or you can go to my website, skymckenna.com, and click the link near the top of the page. You can also read the energy report on my blog. There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. So, we've got the wind in our backs. We're still holding on to our hats. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less. And this then is for the week beginning Sunday, January 23rd, 2011. Well, this week, it's Saturn that dances with us. And even though Jupiter is now moving in adventurous Aries, at least until early June, and we're ready to take action now, this week, beautiful ring Saturn is sitting motionless in the sky, and he's going to be involved in several major aspects this week. And he's all about requiring us to be deliberate, take stock, and be realistic in our changes. That's a good thing right now. It kind of gives us a brake pedal for the Jupiter-Aries energy. Because Aries and Jupiter both love speed, and this is the time for us to seize this fast dynamic energy and thoroughly take advantage of it, because this won't come around again for another 12 years. Last week's Skywatch looks at how each sign will be affected by Jupiter and Aries. This week we'll be looking at retrograde Saturn in each sign. And so we begin the week on Sunday, January 23rd, with juicy Venus forming a 60-degree aspect of opportunity with ambitious Saturn. And this energy can bring a sense of stability in our finances, our creativity, and our relationships. And we won't be afraid of hard work to increase our earnings or our earning ability now. We should also look for some real progress in matters involving love, money, or beauty. And this would be an excellent day to begin a new fitness or health routine. Then on Tuesday, January 25th, Saturn stations and turns retrograde in relationship-oriented Libra. He's going to be giving us the opportunity to review our lives and especially our relationships and to make sure that we're where we want to be and that things are moving in a direction that we want. Over these next few months, we're all going to be taking a look at where we've been, which in turn is going to allow us to make changes in dusty old ways that aren't working for us anymore. And remember, Jupiter and Aries is going to be giving us huge impetus to leap into those changes. And also, for a few days around the 25th, some of us may have a tendency to feel especially held back in our desires, and maybe even a little depressed or sad as we adjust to this station. But soon, we'll be embracing Saturn's gift of planning and focus as we decide what and where and who we want in our lives. And after Saturn returns to direct motion in a few months, we'll have a much clearer understanding of our goals and what needs to be done to reach them. So for best results over these next few days, we should let go of any pessimistic thoughts that might try to creep in and do what we can to let go of any negative behavior patterns before giant Saturn begins his retrograde movement in earnest. 
And then on Wednesday, January 26th, Mercury gets into the act with Saturn as he squares off with the big guy. And this aspect is made more powerful than it usually might be because Saturn just turned retrograde. And this is even more of a challenge for us to communicate clearly and succinctly. And keep in mind, we'll be expected to know what we're talking about. So if we really, really don't know the answer, it's wiser just to zip it and not speak. But on the positive side, we may also experience this energy as helping us to work hard and accomplish things in a very deliberate, structured way, which can lead to some real solid success. So the next few months are about balancing the fiery, fast energy of Jupiter and Aries with the patience and diligence required by retrograde Saturn. So yes, we should be passionate, take action, but we need to think about it and try to make those changes one step at a time. Now this week I want to talk about how each sign may experience retrograde Saturn, and as always, this will apply to your sun sign and ascendant rising sign if you know it. Aries, you might be giving relationships a really hard look, and a reality check could be presented to you now. You could find yourself taking a hard look at what you want in a partnership, and might even finally decide to walk to something more suited to your heart, after Saturn turns direct in June. Taurus, your job and health will be up for review. Work could get more serious, and you might find yourself reconsidering what you truly want to do in life. You might also be reevaluating what you do for your health, and you could make some serious progress in that area now. Gemini, you might find yourself reevaluating what you do for fun and pleasure. Life could get kind of serious now and lose some sparkle, and you might also find romantic relationships more critical or judgmental. But through it all, you'll also be making some very definite decisions. Cancer, home and family life may get serious for you now. You may be reconsidering arrangements at home, and you may also find yourself taking care of someone in your home or in your family circle. You'll also probably be making some new decisions that put you on a firmer path. Leo, communications of all kinds will have a more serious tone and may involve business or your ambitions. You may also decide to be more structured and deliberate in how and what you say to get you where you want to go. Virgo, you may begin to look more carefully at your money and finances and also find yourself reconsidering how and where you make, spend, and save money. The key word here is save because that's what's going to lead you to success. Libra, you may find yourself reconsidering how you move about in the world and taking a look at your accomplishments. Don't be overly critical as you reevaluate what can bring you joy and satisfaction in your life. And do get ready to make some changes after June. Scorpio, pay attention to your dreams. Serious and profound growth is available to you there. You may also need to dig a little deeper for information that you need, but you can have a deeper understanding that surprises even you. Sagittarius, your hopes and wishes may take a serious, deliberate turn, and you can find yourself reconsidering what you want and what will bring you joy. You may also be taking a closer, re-evaluating look at your circle of friends. Capricorn, career success will come to you through nose-to-the-grindstone work. You'll also be reconsidering your ambitions and deciding if where you are is making you happy and or successful. Take your time as you decide. Aquarius, your thinking can become more conscious and purposeful. You'll be reconsidering your world and how to expand it. Opportunities to remove unrealistic beliefs will present themselves and allow you to think in new ways. Pisces, joint finances, partners' money, inheritances, and taxes will be up for reconsideration. You'll have the opportunity to give some serious thought to your mutual financial future, and careful, deliberate planning will lead to success for you. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Skywatch Energy Report. And remember, if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives or visit my website, skymckenna.com, and the link is right there at the top of the page. And you'll also find a link to my new blog if you'd like to read the Energy Report. And remember, the animals still need your help. You can feed a homeless animal with just the click of the mouse. It's absolutely, positively, no questions asked free. In 2009, your clicks equaled 92 million bowls of food for homeless animals. 
So just go to theanimalrescuesite.com and click on the purple button that says, click here, it's free. Well, that's about it for this week. And remember, you never lose by loving, you always lose by holding back. So till next time, take good care, God bless, and namaste. Thank you, Sky McKenna. As always, what an amazing report. To learn more about Sky, please visit her website at skymckenna.com. That's S-K-Y-E-M-A-C-K-E-N-N-A.com. Or check out my show page here on Blog Talk Radio. There's a link that will take you directly to her website. Um, not sure if Sky is back on the air yet. I know she took a few weeks hiatus, but she does have a show um, live Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Achieve Radio. That's AchieveRadio.com. Tell Sky you heard about her here. And now it's time for the mailbag question of the day. Only one question tonight, and it's a great question. So are you ready? Yes, we are. Yes, I am. Great. Good. Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean, I'm 25 and have dated the same guy for three years. It's been a long-distance relationship for over a year now, and during that time he has shown strong signs of over-possessiveness. We lived together for a year before that. He had temper tantrums as well as breaking things. He never touched me, though. I have worked with another guy for almost two years, and we're, fr- and we're friends, but there was an attraction there. He showed some signs of interest in me, and one night, over a beer, confessed that he has had a crush on me for the past two years. Our relationship escalated, ultimately to an intimate level, and I broke things off with my boyfriend. For two months, we had been broken up, and I became comfortable in the notion that he was out of my life for good. However, my new lover hadn't broken things off with his girlfriend of three years. I became frustrated. So when my boyfriend returned to town and proposed marriage, I was reluctant to accept, but did. My lover was out of town and was upset to find upon his return I was engaged. He then broke up with his girlfriend. He tells me he's happy if I'm happy, but has told others he thinks I'm making a huge mistake, and they tell me he seems visibly upset by this. Since I've been engaged for two weeks, he's been around me more than ever, coming by every day, etc. Also lately, there seems to be a new girl in his life, though I'm not sure if I pushed him to her. My heart is with him, but I'm marrying another. Sometimes he seems to talk to others like he is jealous and doesn't want me to marry him, but afraid to tell me that. If he told me not to marry him, though, I wouldn't. What makes things even worse is my parents, as well as the groom's parents, are very skeptical about the marriage, given our history. I know my parents don't approve. Should I confront this guy? What if we're both too afraid to admit how we feel? What if I make a fool of myself? I have to work with him. What if we were meant to be? Relationships always seem to work best when you're friends as well as lovers. My heart tells me to go with number two, but my mind tells me to marry number one. I had a dream the other night that the preacher that the preacher asked for any objections, and my lover, as well as everyone else who knew us together, stood up. Joanne from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah, marry yeah, that yeah. first guy. I mean, I think a dream and, and everything else, all the indications of whether or not the second, the third, or... Their, their possible girlfriends are in the picture. Something is not right between her and the first guy, and I think she just got engaged because the time had already been invested and she didn't want to lose her investment, and uh, she also has is in a rush to get married, but now she's risking losing the investment in the rest of her life if she marries this first guy. I think she knows he's inappropriate. As far as the second, he might not be right either because he seems like he 
wants to kind of play the field before settling down, but the first thing I would do is put off this marriage. I agree 100%. First of all, I don't feel she's anywhere near ready to get married based on, you know, where she is emotionally. She's just, I mean, she she admits that she doesn't really want to be with number one, um, that she would rather, you know, see what happens with number two, and yet she's reluctantly agreed to marry number one, and there's not anywhere here am I hearing her say, but I love him, and I know we were made for each other, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. There's none of that. Uh, honestly, psychically, I don't feel this marriage is going to take place. Um, I feel the two of them um, are going to um, stray before they actually set a date and, and actually walk down the aisle, which in a way, um, Joanne, is going to be a blessing for you because it, it, it's – you're, you don't marry somebody, you shouldn't marry somebody because, okay, they asked me, so what the heck? <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. you should marry really? somebody because you know it's right. I mean, to, to you know, enter into a marriage and combine finances and have children and then one out of the marriage is a lot more difficult than just walking away from it. Um, regarding uh, guy number two, um, you know, I, I, I actually feel a stronger potential with him. I feel a stronger friendship base with number two, but he doesn't feel ready to be in a committed, truly committed relationship to me either. And I, I do feel he knows, he's looking from the outside in, and he knows that number one isn't the right guy for, for Joanne. I mean, he knows that it isn't. But I, and I feel he is upset. I mean, wouldn't you be upset? You go out of town and you come back, your girlfriend's engaged to her ex who she doesn't even like? Yeah, just because he suddenly decided to reappear, it's, it's kind of like somebody told her, like it was written out in, in a comic blueprint before she came onto this earth that she must marry this guy at this time. Why? Exactly, because there's nothing in the energy that I see that would substantiate really marrying anybody at this point because I don't feel her in love with anybody and no matter what this attraction is with number t- 2 that she says her heart tells her to go with number 2 she should she should explore this with number 2 but she's she shouldn't explore it if she's engaged to somebody else she should break off the engagement um and allow herself to find the right person for her be it number I agree. 2 or somebody else she needs um, to not be afraid story. to. Yes, she, she needs to not be afraid to be alone, or scared yes. to lose either of them. And needs to. She's only twenty five. I know. I know. <laughs> and uh, as you said, she. I mean, with all the questions she's asked in the mailbag question, it sounds like she doesn't really one hundred percent know herself. And maybe she should get to know herself and not completely let number two go, but maybe get to know herself while she's getting to know him. I think that's well, not a good only plan. that if. if if somebody is is violent towards physical objects, she said he never touched her, but he broke things and had tantrums. They were living together, and then from a distance, he has a different kind of tantrum as he shows this possessiveness, over possessiveness, aggression towards objects, verbal abuse. Those are very bad signs for a marriage because when once the marriage is is sealed aggression or violence or any type of abuse and, and jealousy and everything and control seem to you know, always get worse. So that those are red flags right there, even if there was nobody else in the picture. 
Mm, that's true. I forgot to even address that, you know, at the beginning of her letter. That's a good point. Um, I, I, that's just more that would, would buy into or validate that, you know, she ought to give this a little bit more thought before she rushes into something that she may end up regretting. So I hope, Joanne, that some that we've given you a little bit of insight and that you rethink this. And, um, you know, if you need any other guidance or help, either give us a call or give us an update in a mailbag question. So good luck thank, to you. Thank you for your question, Joanne. Great question and great answers from our in-house experts, Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean. Keep in touch and let us know how things turn out, Joanne. Just a reminder to all of you to send your question to mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. The phone lines are open now, so please give us a call at 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean. All right. Um, I know we have a few callers who have been waiting to speak to us. So, uh, Julie, do you have uh, access to a computer yet? I, I don't have the switchboard now. Okay, uh, Paula, are you around? Yes. Well, I know she. I know you are. <laughs> Hi, Paula. Hi. So, so who who is our first caller for tonight? Our first caller is Toria. Uh, she has just recently gotten an internship, and she's wondering if that's going to prompt a possible career change for her. Okay. Good. Toria. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. So tell us a little bit about this internship, because honestly, in energy, it feels good to me. It feels very, very good. But tell us a okay. little bit more about it so we can help yeah, you out. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I am in my last six months of a degree program. Um, I started off in Atlanta and moved to New York, and... Um, for an initial internship, and I actually, um, it's funny, I actually went through different internships that just, you know, weren't working out, et cetera. Anyway, so I landed um, a good, great internship on a film set, and um, uh, although it's not photography, it's being a wardrobe intern, and um, it's great. I, I really feel like, um, I've been on movie sets before as just like an extra um, and stuff like that, but um, I love the energy. Um, I like the long hours in the sense of I, I really feel like um, when like the community and group is working for a common goal, I just like being a part of like a team um, mm-hmm. for just like a nine to five job. And um, and yeah, so I mean. So far, so good. It's un- it, this one's actually unpaid, but you've got to start somewhere. And, you know, I wrote um, out my affirmations um, to the universe that I wanted an internship that was going to give me contacts and um, good energy environment, you know, great people to work with. And um, so far, it's been going really good. But, um, but yeah, it's a little... A little tough to juggle here lately. It's a three-week um, internship because based on filming, it's uh, kind of been tough a little bit here lately. Been uh, been drinking energy drinks and um, 
kind of putting, like, IOUs for the boyfriend, like, okay, if we're going to go do this and dinner here and there and, you know, stuff like that. So You know, that's, yeah. what, the, that's what the the schedule is like in, in the filming, in the um, media industry. You don't really have good shifts. You have projects, and the projects take up, like, 18 hours a day. So this yeah. internship is just a sign of, of what the field is going to be like. It's not that right. much different, which is good experience, but you do have to get used to the idea that when you're free, you're free, but when you're not and you're working on a project, you work a lot more than regular hours. That is true. That is true, and it is something, right, that I'm, I'm definitely seeing in the sense of, like, I'm I'm just doing this, you know, three days a week and then doing um, some freelance stuff on the side. And uh, I actually have my friend uh, Patrick. He he's done PA work and um, yeah, crazy hours. And he was working like full time and overtime and everything. But yeah, I've heard really a lot of talk shows. And and when they advertise for producers, they say be prepared to work sixty to eighty hours a week. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that goes with the territory. And it does. I mean, Toria, what is, what is it that you're doing on set right now? Um, loading garment bags, sorting clothes, um, organizing. Um, yeah. So, so because honestly, it feels very promising to me. So my gut feeling is you will. Um, it, it feels to me it's a first step, and I feel it's going to be a significant first step for you. I feel you're doing a good job. I feel people do like you. Um, I'm not saying you're going to go from what you're doing to being, you know, a supervising producer in, you know, oh, right. in one week, you know, or anything like that. But it certainly feels to me that you're setting, you know, the 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 the, the framework for something bigger and better. And I do feel that this fits well with your energy. I mean, like Dr. Jean was saying, you know, it's it's a crazy schedule, and but yet somehow it feels okay in your energy. I feel you're thriving on it right now, which, you know, really feels to me to be very, very encouraging for for you to be able to, you know, sort of find your groove in this industry. But overall, um, I, it does feel outstanding to me, and I do feel that you will get contacts, and this will be, like I said, the opportunity. This internship will play to your advantage, that before you know it, you will have paid gigs, and you will have the potential of building a future in the film industry. Um, is what else, Do you do something other than, I mean, what, what are you trained to do? Um, well, right now I'm finishing up my um, Bachelor's of Art in Photography. And, you know, halfway, it's funny, though, halfway into my photography program, I realized while I enjoy photography a lot, I thought, okay, I'm kind of interested in film. And then it's one of those things where you you realize that what you're studying is only a facet of what, you, you know, you're interested in. So, um, photography meaning, like, what? What did you have anything in particular that you were so interested in with photography? Like, you know, um, human, you know, doing human portraits or or um, stills I really or. Wanted, I really wanted to do um, photojournalism. Um, mm-hmm. That's really what I wanted to do, and still, still really want to do. Um, I I guess I you know have this 
uh, long term. It's kind of it's kind of shifted. It's interesting, but um, I have this long term dream of opening up my own studio and um, doing everything from like editorial to portraits and everything. And um, but yeah, good for you. And I feel you're going to be successful. I do feel that that is very well aligned with your energy, very much so. So kind of what I would say is use this opportunity that that you have right now as sort of like a launching pad for yourself, but don't don't allow yourself to lose sight of the photography end because to me it feels very – very ingrained in in your energy and who you are and i feel a very strong passion with it and it almost is like um and i'm not saying to do this but there may be times that you are on set where you could just you know like you know talk to the director or something and see if you could just take some stills you know for your portfolio or something like that little things like that i feel will open up uh, you know, additional opportunities. I mean, Dr. Jane and I are filming a TV show right now. And are you in New York? Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, uh, when, before you hang up the phone, Paula, would you get some contact info or tell her how to contact me? I knew we were going to come up with that. <laughs> sure. Because um, we could always use help. We can, and even just from the photography standpoint, just to be taking you know still photos and stuff um, on set. I mean, we that's part of what we're building right now. So you know, maybe you'll have an interest in that as well. And then this opportunity would lead to something else, which would lead to something else. But don't lose sight of the photography. I feel for you, it's going to be a big thing. I do feel you're carving out you know, sort of like a very interesting path for you. And what I feel in your energy, which is what I said to you before, to me it feels that you, you, you're you adjusting pretty well to these crazy hours that you're working. I'm not feeling it being adverse in your energy. You may have that high-level, you know, thought that, yeah, you know, I have to give my boyfriend an IOU to go to dinner or something like that, but I still feel you're you're lighthearted about it. It's not really getting to you at this at this point. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it's so funny you pointed that out because it's just one of those things where it's like I don't want – I'm a people pleaser, and I'm like, okay, maintain this, 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 doing pretty good. And then um, it's, it's funny just like when computer stuff happens and crazy, um, crazy times, um, I'm just like – like today, my computer stopped working for some reason. I just kind of had a small meltdown, like, oh, my gosh, like this, this, and this. And um, I thought, okay, um, you know, I definitely have a very supportive boyfriend. But I'm like, oh, no, like I hope he doesn't think I'm, like, abandoning him if I, like, don't touch base with him, you know. Eventually, though, you may, you may need to, to date somebody who's in the same type of field as you so they understand the hours. Right, right. Well, luckily, um, luckily, I mean, he works crazy hours. He he's like a restaurant manager, so oh, he, good. There's, he's in the entertainment there's business. Definite, too. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, good So I'm sure, yeah. But yeah, so it's just um, you know not what I'm used to in the sense of general overall general adjusting, and then um, and then that, and then other stuff. Just just a lot on the plate, but you know. I can obviously handle it, but just sometimes it's like, oh, man, 
making sure I'm doing everything right. <laughs> well, I I feel the energy between you and your boyfriend, uh, you know, to me feels like a nice exchange. So even if you feel you're not doing as much as you would like to be doing, it doesn't feel honestly to be an issue. It's sort of like he he almost feels he doesn't feel demanding. You know, he doesn't feel to me that he needs that 24 seven um, attention on him like some men do need. So, okay, good. Um, yeah, so, I mean, as long as you throw him, uh, you know, a little bit of attention here or right. there, I feel he'll be okay. And he does feel understanding in in what it is that you're doing. And not all men come through in that way at all. So, yeah, so it, in that way I feel... Of, it's so funny, though, because one would think, you know, with the law of attraction that some of that would kind of come his way because I've never been with someone so, like, oh, my gosh, this is so great, you're doing this, I'm so proud of you. And, um, you know, in the past I've actually had relationships where I didn't even think, oh, no, like my ego's getting big. And it wasn't. It was just like, oh, here's something I accomplished. And I had a, you know, boyfriend be like, okay, I just feel like you're bragging all the time. And it wasn't even that. It was just kind of like, you know, you want, I guess, sometimes, to, you know, to tell someone, <laughs> Well, if he's going to be a soulmate, then when you feel up, he should feel up. It's like every success of yours reflects back on him and and vice versa. So if if a guy feels threatened by the fact that you have work you you love and you feel good about it, that that isn't the right person for somebody like you. Very true. Yeah. Uh, again, like I couldn't be more fortunate to to have him um definitely supportive and everything, making sure like, even for a photography gig that I messed up on, he was like, now make sure, you know, you have a contract. Make sure you have this and this. So, yeah, again, I, yeah, I'm just very, very lucky in, in that regard. It took a, took a long time to get to that point in that in that area. So, no, you're right. And, and, you know, enjoy it because, again, it feels like a nice, you know, just a nice merging of your energies with him. I feel you're more concerned about not being there than he is. But I still would say make sure you do say to him, oh, my first day off, man, I want to spend the whole day with you or something yeah. like that. So he knows that you're on. he's on your mind and you do want to spend the time with him. It's just I feel he fully understands and he respects what it is that you're doing. So... Um, I feel you're on, you're totally on the right path. I feel other opportunities are going to open up off of this. Um, if you're interested in learning more about what we're doing, um, you know, Paula will give you um, – well, my, my email address is info at ladyfontaine.com. Okay. So if you want to shoot, out, shoot me an email and just mention that you're the person that we talked to tonight on the phone – I'll let you know what we're doing, and, you know, maybe we can offer you some opportunity to get some experience as well. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. That would be great. I'm so excited now. <laughs> <You're more so. laughs> See, look how things See, happen. You right never place. really know. Energy rebooster right there. <laughs> right, and, right. you know, who would have known when you picked up the phone? But, you know, you never know how things just sort of maximize, and I kind of feel that's the – the energy that I feel around you that, you know, this is going to lead to something else, which is going to lead to something else, which is going to lead to something else. I, I honestly feel you're going to be able to get work in this industry. Okay. That's very great. I mean, you know, New York, it's, 
it's tough to, you know, you have some people, and, I'm, you know, I'm not from here, so you have some people that are very, very cynical and jaded and they're like, you know, you know, you know, people never make it in New York, you know, everybody's just in it for themselves and all this stuff. So I have luckily um, protected myself with, you know, positive energy and just not even think twice when I hear those people talk, so... Well, the well, film industry, you either have to be in New York or in California to make it big because that's where most of the activity is. Right. Very true. Yeah, well, I don't think you're, there's nothing unusual about that. You're in the right place doing the right Right, right. He is. And, and you know, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of competition for, for work just like there is everywhere else. But, I honestly, you're doing the right thing. You're getting the experience. Um, you know, you get a few things on your resume, and then I feel you're going to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do. But I, I don't want you to stray too far from the photography. That's why, you know, talk okay. to the, the director and, and ask them if they would mind or talk to whoever, you know, a field producer or something and, and see if it would be okay if you, you know, in your own time, you know, if it was possible right. to, you know, just snap a few pictures for your own portfolio. Well, you know, funny you say that, though, really quick, because I know I'm probably eating up so much time. But it's so funny, um, on my first day, which was, you know, like earlier this week, um, I sat down, sat down, um, started writing like a to-do list, and uh, one of the main actors, like, sat next to me on the couch. And I was just, like, so into, like, what I was doing. I was just, like, you know, planning my thoughts for the day. And he looked at me, and he was like, oh, hey, I'm such and such. I thought, you know... Since we're sitting next to each other, I might as well, you know, introduce myself. And I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, that's cool. And then, like, you know, when they were doing, like, roll call with cast, and they're like, okay, so such and such, like, go over here. And, I mean, it's so funny, but um, I did mention, though, that I did photography. And he asked me, oh, are you, like, the photographer on set? I'm like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. But I, I thought it was funny, though. But so he knows that I do photography. You right. make so, connections, yeah. A lot of right. people and work as stagehands, but they really have other skills, and that's what they're hoping to to get called for eventually. Right. So you know, just ask him off. You know, you know, just casually one day if it would be okay if you snapped a few pictures or something, just so you have that tie there. And you know, let us know how it turns out. And obviously, if you want to, you know. Uh, inquire about the possibility of doing some work with us, just shoot yes, me an email great. at info at ladyfontaine.com. Okay, okay, great. Thank you All right, so well, much for a wonderful reading. Oh, you're very welcome. Keep us posted. Let us know how things okay, turn yes, out. Okay, yes, sure. Okay, right, bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, Paula. Yes, um, our hi. next caller is, hi, <laughs> um, is Tony, and Tony is uh, hoping for a new relationship, so he's wondering if anything is on the horizon for him. Okay. Hi, Tony. Tony. Hello. Good evening. Hi. How are you? Good. And you? Good. Good. So um, you're not in a relationship right now, and you want to know if anything is coming in for you. I'm scanning your energy as I'm asking that question just to see what I'm picking up. And I have to say that um, I, I am feeling something down the road for you, and I'm going to talk to you about it in a minute. But are you very recently out of a relationship because there's such heavy relationship energy around you? Hmm. I haven't been in a uh, committed relationship in probably been three years. 
at least a year and a half, two, well, two years, I'm sorry. Um, are you, are, the only thing I could think of with that is, are you, do you feel like you're holding on to the energy from that relationship? Um, no, well, well, recently I had an ex that tried to come back, and I kind of denied that I wouldn't let her come back, you know, because um, I didn't want to go back you, and- could you tell us her first name, or you don't? It, it's okay if you don't want to, but would you feel comfortable telling us her first name? Yeah, her name is Lynn. All right, that's it's not that's not the energy that I feel. It's it's interesting around you that I do feel, and it feels to me to be relationship energy around you. Um, maybe you're just sort of opening the door for the future, but it's something's something's around you. And maybe another opportunity from somebody from your past is still going to enter, or perhaps with this with Lynn, um, maybe it it hasn't fully run its course because it just feels to me um, relationship from the heavy relationship energy from your past around you. So just sort of keep that in the back of your mind. Um, looking forward. Um, I see a new person coming into your life. Let me tell you, you're going to meet somebody new, I would say March, April time frame, but that isn't the relationship that's sort of, you know, knocking my socks off. I just feel it's going to be somebody that in some way you're going to have some level of intrigue or fascination or desire to get to know, but I'm not seeing that relationship fully propelling itself and taking off. But I see something in August of this year um, that, just really, I feel, is going to, I don't know how else to say it, but knock your socks off. It really feels to me you're going to meet this new person. It feels to me through, um, I kind of want to say a, I want to say a mutual friend, but it doesn't feel to me that by any means that it's a fix-up or anything of that nature. It feels more, you know, almost um, a, a casual meeting of, with somebody. Maybe you're out and about with, you know, having dinner or something with friends and they run into other friends and you happen to meet somebody that way or maybe it'll even be at some social event. But it feels to me a contact through somebody that you know um, and it feels to me that you're going to sort of just be casually talking to this person but feel so totally at ease with them and feel so totally you know, as if you've known this person for your whole life, that you guys are going to exchange contact information and slowly, very slowly, build up a very substantial potential for a for a you know long term committed relationship. Doesn't feel you're going to you know jump into it, but it feels to me that you're going to go slow and careful and easy with this, and just the the, the overlaying of your energies. Just the the um, I don't know the, the like intermingling of your energies shows me really phenomenal compatibility. And what I want to say to you is almost like compatibility like you've never seen before. It really feels to me it's going to be whatever your best relationship was, um, you know, times that by five, and you may be close to what this relationship is going to be. Okay. Wow. Well. So, so the, the relationships before that relation, or that 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 March April, is yeah, not it's, it's not necessarily a relationship, or is it? 
I feel as somebody who's going to enter into your life, I do feel you're going to be intrigued with the person. I do feel you're going to make an effort to get to know the person, but it's not fully going to propel into anything. You know, maybe it'll be a couple of, um, you know, casual dates or something like that, but it will not take off. It will not be, you know, a relationship that's going to add up to anything substantial in your life. Okay. Uh, Do you get descriptions of the person in the fall? Um, sometimes. I, I do feel for the person that you're going to meet in August, I would say approximately 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, um, dark hair, shoulder length dark hair, um, a little bit of a um, sort of like a, a, a curl or a wave to the hair, um, slim, um, attractive. She kind of reminds me of somebody um, trying to think of who this person is. Um Off the top of my head, I can't. I mean, she reminds me of an actress, and I can't think of who it is. But attractive, you know, an attractive woman. But dark hair, shoulder-length dark hair with a bit of a wave. Looks to me to have dark eyes. Um, She has what I almost want to say sharp features. She's very pretty, but very um, sharp features. Dr. Jean, what's a word for that? Sounds like Sandra Bullock. Different, not not different, different, more more exotic looking, more exotic and more um, almost ethnic looking, almost more, yeah, more almost more I don't know Greek or something looking. Something like that, but that's that's what. But she has like an ethnic kind of. you know, kind of Greek or something. I don't know that. Do you maybe know anybody Turkish who fits or something. the description now in your life? I'm sorry? Do you know anybody who fits that description, like someone you work with or a friend or uh, somebody you've run into here and there? No, not not currently, no. Yeah, and this well. is somebody that he doesn't know yet, so I feel he's going to meet her through um, a mutual friend. I do feel she's a professional I do feel career is important to her. She feels to me, um, I I see her in a suit, so I I feel she's got a corporate-type job. Um, It has the feel to me to have something to do with law. I mean, she could be anything from a paralegal to a lawyer. Um, But she's, there's like a quiet elegance about her. She's, you know, not in your face or anything, but she's, she's smart, she's warm, she's, She's caring. She's there's there's a very human, you know, aspect of her that I feel is going to draw you in almost from the get go. I do feel some common interest. It's almost like you know the, the uh, sports or movies. You know, the 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 very typical things. There's going to be some some commonality, but it's almost like there's some very unique things that make you Tony you. And I feel she's going to have, uh, you know, an, an interest in those same kinds of things. So to me, it feels like a tremendous amount of potential for this person that you're going to meet in the latter part of the summer. Okay. Great. All right. All right. Well, keep us posted. Let us know when you meet her. I will do that. Thank you. Okay. Good luck to you. You too. Bye. Now. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. All right, Paula. Yes, um, I have I know that our caller. switchboard. Okay, because I know our switchboard now is lighting up, and we only have like 15 minutes left. Um, yes, I'm glad so, that we're going to get to this caller. His name is Vince, okay. and he um, 
is at the end of his rope financially right now, and he's wondering if there's going to be any hope for him. Okay, and his name again was? Vince. Okay, Vince. Vince. Hi, yeah. Hi, how are you? Hi. Okay, so tell us a little bit about what's going on. Well, um, I've been out of work for quite some time, and I, uh, just before Thanksgiving I was wrongfully terminated from another job, and um, I have the labor board investigating them right now, but I've, all I had to have now, I have like 20 bucks left in my to my name in my wallet. Um, I've got bills piling up. I got no money for rent or food. Nothing coming up, and unless I have a miracle by the end of, by let's say by the fifth of February, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And I'm just, I'm just fearing that I'm losing, I'm gonna be losing everything that I have and end up on the streets. And I'm just wondering if you see what's going on, if something's gonna change or what. All right, I'm gonna look into your energy, but in the meantime, Dr. Jean, do you have any logical um, suggestions? Yeah, any practical suggestions? Right, that's okay. what I mean. Uh, do you have any potential to gain to get credit? No, I'm, my my credit cards are all beyond maxed out. Okay, I'll, okay, so you owe credit card debt also. Uh, do you have anybody in your life, family, friend, or anybody you can borrow from? No, everyone's so flat broke. You know, it's just uh, not as bad as I am, but and because they're, but at least they're working. But I've got, I don't know if anyone. Okay, what about some kind of like daily or freelance or temporary or extra? That's work? what I'm feeling. Bingo. That's exactly what I'm feeling is out there for him. Have you looked in that in that direction at all, Vince? Because it feels to me that there's short-term work. Uh, just just what Dr. Jean had, had mentioned, that will give you something coming in. I'm not saying it's the answer, but it does right. feel to me to be a short-term solution. Right. Yeah, I, I'm looking into that, too. I mean, I put in applications everywhere. I'm, I'm, I've been putting applications, at least 10 applications a day online. Um, and, and, you know, so far I haven't gotten a bite yet at all. And but I, they say temporary the work, like to show up at a certain place and get paid to be a movie extra or something. That's not a long-term solution. Well, I am, but, no, but the, the, I, the problem with that is I am I am union, so I can't just go get on set and say, hey, I'm here to do extra work. Um, I have to abide by union rules. And well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you you were fired from a job uh, could you say what field that's in or yeah, that was, I was I was uh, placed in a big company it was supposed to be a one year contract um through an employment agency and what happened was um they fired me because um I found out that 3 months after I started they hired this other girl to to um, and that I was training and I found out that through somebody else that she was making $5 more an hour than I was and when I called the office to question as to why this happened, they told me that I violated a policy agreement that I signed saying that I wouldn't discuss wages with anybody. And I said I didn't. Um, but I found out. They turned it on you. Right. But see, the thing yeah. is, I found out through the labor board that they can't fire anybody just for that. That's against the law. So I have okay. the labor board investigating, and I should know by this week or not if I'm going to come up with any money from this case or not. But in the meantime, okay. In the interim, you have to feed yourself, and you're afraid to do anything or take any work that's going to be some kind of a violation. So you're really limited in what you can do. Right. 
work-wise. Uh, what do you have to lose when you're saying, if I don't get money soon, I'm going to lose everything? Do you have an apartment? Do you own anything? Yeah, I have, no, I have an apartment, and I have um, a car payment that's coming up that's due on the 27th. Um, I have the cable bill. I have an electrical bill. I have um, the gas bill, you know, coming up. And um, Some of them you can hold off on, especially the public utilities. There are even now... Uh, concessions that they'll make if you right. claim hardship or and, temporary unemployment. Yeah, and un- unemployment has disqualified me because I was fired from my last job, and I put an appeal, but that could take up to three months, and I don't even know if I'm going to win. And, um, you know, so that, that's a bad, bad situation, too, and I just don't know. I know. It sounds, I mean, obviously you're getting it from every end. I mean, in in looking at the energy around you, you know, and this is a hard thing for you to, you know, after you're being knocked down every everywhere you turn, but it feels to me that perseverance with you is going to pay off. So I, I do feel ultimately the unemployment thing will work out for you. I do feel that um, potential of, you know, either getting the job reinstated or getting some sort of, severance or or money from this job that that fired you without cause um it all feels to me it's all out there it just feels to me it's going to be time and energy and perseverance on your part but to give you a date and and this isn't going to it let me let me say to you this is what i'm seeing right now it doesn't mean that relief can't come before this date but right now when i look at your energy March feels to me to be sort of a very freeing month, almost like things start turning around for you in a very big way in March of this year. So that still gives you, you know, like uh, six weeks or something of what are you going to do. That's why I think that if it's possible for you to um, gain some sort of temporary employment, I feel there's a job out there. Um, I honestly feel you could be working by next week. It feels to me in it, sort of like in your field, in in the work that you do. If I mean, can you work temporary or part time or um, yeah, you know um, something like that with with being union? Um, I I phoned the union and um, that they have nothing. Um, the only thing they have is workshops about how to look for work and everything. I have phoned um, all the networks and studios to see if there's anything that I can do, like even behind scenes and whatnot, you know, like even as a gopher or something, um, you know, and like that a lot of them say there's nothing right now or they say I have to go through the union. I phoned the union hall and they said that they have people on layoff and until they bring them back, they're not opening any more union spots, you know, so... And and I've been wanting to go back to school, but uh, you know, to to do um, computer te- computer technology, acting and broadcasting. But mm-hmm. again, my hands are tied because of my financial disposition. Um, now the only the you could get loans to school, especially since you're clearly well, uh, at a, at a poverty level that you know well, they can't I, dispute it. Well, I met with um, the unemployment people today, and they said the only way that I would qualify for school funding would, that I don't have to pay back is if I were collecting unemployment. And right okay, now, but I wouldn't worry about paying it back now. If you could get the school funding, you can deal with paying it back once you have a job and training and everything right, else. Right, right. 
No, I, I do have I do have uh, a couple of things that I'm looking forward to. Is one is um, I applied for a job at a huge soda company. Um, mm. Have two openings, and I talked to the girl today, and they said they're gonna uh, be calling people in probably next week for interviews. So I'm gonna cross my fingers on that. And then on the 24th of February, I have a uh, testing for a job with an oil refinery. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that one of those come up. I'm hoping the soda company comes up first and foremost because at least that'll get me started and get me back on the right track. Well, I do feel things will – it still feels to me it's a few weeks away before everything totally turns around for you, but certainly this streak of bad luck that um, – you know, or bad circumstances that – you're dealing with right now feels to me to be easing up in the next four to six weeks for you. Um, I I actually do feel you're going to land a full-time job. To me, it feels more in the March time frame, but that would sort of coincide with that opportunity, that oil refinery opportunity that you just mentioned. Um, You know, if you're interviewing the latter part of February, they're not going to do their hiring until March. Um, I, I do feel things will ease up. I mean, obviously, what what Dr. Jean and I are trying to find for you is some short-term solution to get you, you know, to cover things for you between now and then. I do feel, you know, phone company, electric, things like that, they will work with you. I, I'm not feeling that you're really at as much jeopardy um, for those kinds of things as it feels like. I know what it's like to feel like you have all these bills mounting up, but it, I don't feel where, you know, you're going to lose your, your car, you're going to lose this, you're going to lose that. I feel you have time here. Probably the more critical thing is to be able to get some money together to get food, you know, to to and any sort of transportation you need to sort of cover things between now and the time that money's coming in. That's why I feel that there is, temporary work available um that that will you know literally if it's paying by the day or paying by the week or whatever it is but that will sort of um you know gap this this you know income deficit that you're experiencing right now but bottom line is by you know march of this year i do think i do feel things are going to be turning around pretty significantly for you so, I mean, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I know this is a hard time to, you know, say we'll be positive and, you know, think good thoughts. So I'm not even going to say that because I know you're being bombarded left and right. But yeah. be aware that your outer world is always a reflection of what's going on inside of you. So, you know, whatever, you know, hope that you could hold on to that things will resolve that you know for your for you you know try your best to just you know believe in something and just know that you know things are going to be getting better for you but keep looking for temporary stuff because honestly I feel you could be working by next week okay okay yeah and then by march you will have a job a regular job and things will be back and honestly everything's going to connect at the same time the unemployment situation is going to get resolved. The situation with the employer letting you go, it's all going to get resolved at the same time. And then money is going to be flowing nicely for you. Okay. There, There is one more thing is I'm still waiting for a settlement from a lawsuit from three years. It's been over three years going now. And um, it should. I thought it was going to come by uh, before the holidays, and it didn't. So I'm, I'm still waiting. Uh, it can come any time now. So, and what was that? Waiting for what? 
a settlement from a lawsuit from another case. Oh, okay. It's been going yeah. three years now. Wow. So. That's the problem. You have to be you have to be rich and not need the money in order to right. get money that you're entitled to. It's frustrating, whether it's from firing yeah. or um, a lawsuit. As, yeah. As, you know, not that it's a downside, but I don't necessarily feel that you're going to get the, the settlement money tomorrow or anything like that. Um I would almost need to know, to have some information, because I'm not finding it in your energy. I mean, are you working with an attorney on this? Yeah, yeah. It's up to the attorney and the uh, company now. Um, to the I mean, are they giving you any information? Because I can't find it no. where where I feel that, yes, they're working on the settlement and you're going to have it in two weeks. I, I'm not finding any any information on it when I scan your energy. So your attorney must not know when the settlement is going to actually be no, settled. Doesn't. He doesn't either because they're they're still waiting for other things. Like um, because back the way it worked is back in September, I the both parties, um, the other party actually not my lawyer, but the other party uh, forced my lawyer to send me to a doctor, and they then my lawyer told me that once they get the doctor's report. It could take up to 12 weeks mm-hmm. before a settlement comes through, and this was now this was in sep- beginning of September is when I went to see the doctor, and I've been waiting since, and um, I'm thinking, okay, how long does it take for a doctor to get the report to both parties? Right. Well, yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, so often this stuff takes longer than than you wanted to. I'm just not feeling quick resolution with this it still feels to me that you know your attorney has to really push this and but even with with your attorney pushing it it still feels to me that you know you're 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 a bit away from you know it could be weeks could be months still until the settlement comes in right right that's so it's not your quick solution to me i'm feeling that quick solution Literally being, um, there's a job out there for you that it feels to me, you know, you're going to get a paycheck and you know the, after the first week of work or 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 even before that they might even pay you, you know, after each day. But it feels to me there's work out there and the potential for you to be working by next week. Um, we just have a minute left. I just want to interrupt and tell you that. Okay. Um, so so bottom line, you know, I feel it's going to get better for you. Um, try to, you know, try to try to have hope and faith because it will get better for you. Okay. But All keep right. your options open and, you know, shoot us either an email or, you know, give us a call back soon and let us know how you're doing. Okay, I definitely will. All right, well, good luck to you. Thank you. All right. Um, all right. We don't have much time, so I just want to say, um, you know, I want to thank all of our callers and our listeners. And as I've said before, it's the callers and the listeners who make the show a success. Um, you're also what makes the show interesting, and we appreciate your your giving us a call and your, your sharing your stories with us. I wish all of you a wonderful and healthy and terrific week. Um, thank you also to my co-hosts, Dr. Jean Cirillo and Judy, uh, Julie Zellman. Um, special thanks to Paula Back, who did a great job screening calls and helping us with the switchboard. Thank you to all of you. Many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Have a wonderful week, and remember to honor yourself, and you'll automatically draw in countless experiences that honor you. Good night, everyone, and hope to see you back here next week. And remember to reclaim you. We're here to honor and support you and provide you with the guidance to help you to aspire to all your dreams. Good night, all.